Journal with Dragon, Part 1. It took me a while to realize I did not find the dragon. The dragon found me. It is the sort of mistake young people make, and I use both of those terms loosely as I am not young in human terms, and there are peoples who are not human but who make some of these same mistakes of egocentrism. That isn't to say that bit players like me don't have their own stories and that those stories in and of themselves aren't perhaps even a little interesting. Sancho, Tonto, Robin, they all had loves and passions outside of their sidekick roles. Just because we don't care about them doesn't mean that they didn't have dreams or that they didn't see themselves at the center of a story. I was walking in the woods, college woods, here in Durham, when I first found the dragon. Or the dragon found me, like I was saying. See, that's the egocentrism. I'll keep slipping like that, just keep it in the back of your mind, that you're reading this from Sancho's perspective, not Don Quixote's. The Oyster River runs through college woods. Up at this end of the river, it is a shallow little thing, but pretty to look at, as it winds through the trees, pines and maples, oaks and birches. There is a nice trail that starts on my side of the river, then runs about a mile into the woods until you come to a footbridge. You can cross the footbridge and circle back along the other side of the river. The trail on the other side spits you out over by the UNH Police Department, and you have to cut back through the University Grounds and Maintenance Division, a series of temporary buildings and trucks and barns, but eventually you come to the water treatment plant that is right by the dam, and where the river widens out as a result. Here you can cross another footbridge, and you are pretty much back at the beginning of the loop. The dragon found me at the first footbridge I mentioned, where the river is just knee-deep and more of a creek than a river. You are far enough from the train tracks and Mill Road at this point that pretty much all you hear are forest sounds and the water when it has a mind to make noise. Just past the bridge is an island in the river, at least in the spring when the water is highest. Sometimes in the fall, after a dry summer, the water is low enough that there is just a muddy patch separating the left side of the island from the bank, but on the right side there is always water flowing. So it's a sort of island, sometimes. And that is where the dragon was lying, watching me, as I turned to step onto the bridge. The bridge was probably made of wood originally, but some time ago, someone got the bright idea of replacing all the wood slats with that composite stuff that looks like wood but is really some blend of plastic and sawdust and glue that will last until sometime after the end of the universe. It looks like wood if you don't look too hard. Dragons kind of have the opposite problem. Or, once again, I should say, I have the opposite problem describing dragons. It's hard to look too hard at them. There's a whole cultural bias thing going on when you look at a dragon, in terms of what you actually see. If you're Chinese, for example, you tend to see a snake-like thing that has a sort of smoky coherence with feathers and a lion's head and... Well, I'm not sure what else. I was raised in the European tradition where dragons are more like dinosaurs, with long necks and sharp eyes and sharper teeth. So what I saw first were the gold of her eyes, cat eyes. See, that's what cultures do to dragons. They aren't themselves. They're a mix of animals and elements and fiction. I saw the gold eyes with the black diamond-shaped pupils staring up at me from the island. And then I took in the great scaled body that wrapped itself through the small trees and was partly concealed by the undergrowth 
and her tail trailing down into the water on the right side. Dr. Bonica, she said after a time. The lizard part of my brain had frozen my body. Adrenaline was pumping in full fight-or-flight mode, but at the same time, the lizard brain had evaluated the situation and knew that neither of those responses was possible given the threat that presented itself. I could neither fight nor flee, and so I was caught in a do-loop, one foot on the bridge and the other on the pine needles lining the trail I had just been walking on. Dr. Bonica is my father, I responded. Not sure where that came from. Some sort of odd reflexive dip into deep anxiety and inadequacy. I have a PhD. I am technically entitled to the honorific doctor. But my father is a physician, and I grew up around physicians, and I feel like an imposter when someone calls me Dr. Bonica, especially a dragon. Indeed, she responded. Dragons don't have lips, so it was hard to tell exactly how she made those words. Come sit, she said, and motioned with her head to a rock on the shore side of the river, near the island. So I did. And that is how I was found, by the dragon who calls herself Lilith. Lilith.